JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. We found him in Vegas right now. I mean, you can't get Eddie Gill hanging out in Vegas before the game coming up tomorrow afternoon against the Bucks on the first ring when he's in Vegas. Eddie Gill's yeah. on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, man. You're up to some stuff right now, I know. I wouldn't expect to get you on yeah. the first ring. No, no, no. I apologize for the delay. I'm sure you guys heard the call. Boyle uh, is, you know, we're at we're at craps tables, slot machines, where well, all the all the things he mentions. <laughs> well, well, so, well. Wait a minute. Uh, I, I, and I know you dudes are incredibly professional. What are you actually doing? Yeah. What are you actually doing? Actually, actually, we just got back from practice, and uh, they they got lunch here at the hotel for us. Ah, so, so, so yeah, so that's that's what, that's what we're actually doing. I wish I had a better story for you. <laughs> you see, that's what that's what Vegas is. I haven't been in a while. I got married there at the Venetian back in in okay. two thousand. Actually, I got married. I got married, and we were on the flight back when the Pacers lost Game Six to the Lakers in the NBA Finals. And the oh, uh, in the finals, okay. yeah. The pilot, the pilot was keeping track of what was uh, was going on, but we were coming back and. Uh, the Pacers lost in the NBA Finals to the Lakers on that particular day right now. But, no, yeah, you, you got to make up some stuff sometime when you go there. So I would expect a better story yeah. once you get back yeah. here. Okay, Eddie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, call me uh, tomorrow. I'll work, on, I'll work on another story. Yeah, I brought this up a little bit earlier. I actually brought this up with uh, one of your colleagues, Jeremiah Johnson, yesterday. We saw just an incredible, enthusiastic, energetic house on Monday, and I thought in a lot of ways that helped lift this Pacer team over the Celtics. I'm concerned about just how, how should I put this, how sterile the environment will be tomorrow afternoon in Vegas for that game. Is that a concern of yours at all against the Bucks? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know if concern is the word I'm, I, I'd use. I'm definitely interested in seeing. Um, I've been out here the last, I don't know, several years when, when Summer League is out here. And it's definitely taken off in terms of uh, turnout, interest, and, and, and fan support. You know, and, and just the common fans come and they just flock to the summer league games. So I'm, I'm interested to see what it may look like, uh, obviously, in this inaugural uh, in-season, you know, semifinal, uh, what, the, what the turnout may be and what, and what the energy will be when, when ultimately you're, you're in a neutral site. And, um, you know, it, will you have fans just gravitating towards individual players? Will they gravitate towards teams? Uh, I'm really interested in seeing what the energy's like. Yeah, me too. And, and and maybe maybe I'm not giving enough credit to – you see a team that had been disappointed four times at home so far this year. I think we can all come to that conclusion. But sure. looks so good in a couple of different aspects, Eddie, on Monday night in closing against an elite-level team 
and then doing it defensively in a fashion in which we haven't seen so far this year. Is there anything they can play off of in that capacity that we might see tomorrow afternoon against the Bucks? Yeah, I think they've 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 shown sporadically uh, that they had that in them. I thought that was maybe be one of their most uh, consistent games when you talk about a span of four quarters of playing solid defense against a prolific uh, scoring team. Obviously, they got the the, the great duo in Brown and Tatum. Um, you know, they surround those guys with three point shooters. Drew Holiday is a terrific point guard. So, being able to get that done against that team uh, says says quite a bit. Um, but also now there's an expectation that's lifted because if you're able to do it against that team, the um, you know the consensus is you should be able to do it um, yeah. against other teams as well. You really got your hands full, obviously, with with Antetokounmpo and, and Lillard and, and what they're able to do. So it, it doesn't get any easier. Uh, but you, you've shown what you're capable of, and um, one thing that has been consistent is their is their offensive firepower. And, you hope they're they're hitting those same shots come tomorrow. Really, everybody anybody can do anything with uh, Antia Kumpo. What do you expect right. defensively the Pacers to try to implement, try to do against him? He goes for 35 against the Knicks last night. They put up 146 in that win over New York and Milwaukee last night. But uh, ideally, what would you like to see the Pacers try to do defensively against him? Yeah, I think your your, your first point is the, is, the, is the greatest of them all. He he's going to give everybody the business on it just about every night. Uh, you know, a guy like him, arguably the best player in the game. You just you just want to make it as difficult as possible. He cannot get ahead of steam and try to put him. He's got to see a crowd at all times. Uh, to, to try to discourage some of those drives. Um, what what that means though is now you're going to give up some some three point opportunities. And uh, as you saw what they did against the Knicks, they they really had it going from three point line as well. So. Um, Ultimately, against that team, you you have to pick something that you that you're gonna by default give up. Uh, you're not necessarily willingly giving it up. You're, you're definitely gonna try to close out the three point shooters and make it difficult on them. Um, but he's such a handful. You just gonna have to put him in a crowd as much as possible. Otherwise, he's liable to foul. You know, one or two guys out of the game. Yeah, and and see that was that was my concern because that was a yeah. concern when when and I know what they had to do with with Daniel Ties. He wanted it. They didn't feel they had room. But that was one of those games to where you were running out of big dudes. And when he goes for 54, right, right? and that's one of those games you kind of hope that you have somebody of the veteran presence as a a big. Is there a concern for you out of what happened last time he goes for 54 and everybody that was a big or the Pacer team seemingly was in foul trouble for that repeating itself tomorrow? Well, I think the the, the Pacers have have turned the page over here in the last probably week or two in terms of their – uh, their defensive schemes early on, and including that game, they were really content with playing one-on-one basketball. And if a guy got it going, then he was just going to get it going. Um, and, and in that game, I don't think they brought help to to, to Giannis until maybe the fourth quarter. Um, I think he had 50 uh, through three quarters, maybe um, or close to it. So uh, here of late, you know, and against Miami, they they brought help early against Jimmy Butler. They brought help against Bam. Um, you know they brought help here against Tatum and Brown, so uh, I look to see them bring it, bring help to him earlier on than than what um, than what potentially you saw in that last. Yeah, game. it was almost like I can't. Was that was that the game where you said it in the fourth, and it took a while for them to implement it? Yeah, I remember listening to you and Boyle, yeah. and uh-huh. you had said that really early, and it took them a while to implement that. 
and I, I thought it was almost going to be too yeah. late. And, and that's not the first time you've done that. You've been right on yeah. top of it in terms of how you wanted them to play defensively and get the ball out of you know the guy that's incredibly hot out of his hands right there. But it seems like they, it's almost like it's with Rick. It's kicking and screaming to do that. Yeah, I think early on, yes, because I think they, I think they like made a concerted effort, like to try to play solid one-on-one basketball to try to keep their team, their defensively, try to stay out of scramble situations, giving up open three-point shots. And, and obviously that, that hadn't been working at a, at a consistent enough level. Um, but I, I do believe, you know, as I've been watching and, and covering the, the last handful of games, they've definitely made a much more concerted effort, especially if, you know, if it's a guy like Giannis, uh, felt like Jimmy Butler in Miami, when he was on the post, they were coming to him off of one dribble. Uh, I'd like to see them do a, a, a lot more of that. Um, tomorrow and potentially even moving forward they've had more success with it and then uh you know to your point about Tyson not being there another big guy I, I look to see probably Obi Toppin's going to get a chance get a chance to see a little bit of him obviously Miles has guard uh had a, has had a a, a lion's share of, of, of what Giannis has been able to do over the, the last handful of seasons and um we'll see if we see Isaiah Jackson we've been playing this small lineup also the last couple games with, with no Jalen Smith at uh available Obi Toppin's playing quite a bit of four so I'll be interested to see what what adjustments um will be made or see a little bit more of the same of what we've seen over the last week or two he is Eddie Gill the Pacers radio network live in Vegas on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline 4 30 pregame show tomorrow he and Mark Boyle and Pat Boylan get it started right here once again at 4 30 as they take on the Bucks. that tip time is at five o'clock um, what would they do different defensively that that you felt helped gain control of that game, especially late? I, I thought Shaquille O'Neal mentioned on the TNT broadcast that you know late stops you can score a lot and maybe not be great defensively, but if you mix in late stops, uh, that can prove to be the difference in games and you can get over even if you're not great defensively. And they did that, but was there anything else you saw defensively they did differently against? Really, if you're talking about a tandem on any team in the NBA, you're not going to find two better than what you get with Brown and Tatum. What did you see out of that defense that maybe we hadn't seen consistently whatsoever prior? Well, I think two things. Um, I think Boston Celtics have had really – they they live on isolation basketball with with that as good as Tatum and Brown are, um, and in and in this particular case, I think it actually worked in the favor of the Pacers because they were content with taking what what I view as bad shots, especially if they're not going in, um, contested two point fadeaways, and and I give Neesmith and Bruce Brown a ton of credit because uh, they are really good perimeter defenders, and they just made it hard as hard as they can on those two guys. Um, you know, you throw Andrew Nembhard in there as, as also they're one of the best uh, perimeter defenders in terms of just one-on-one defense. So they didn't do a whole lot of ball movement. Um, they were just content to just come down and go one-on-one. And, you know, that, to the Pacers' credit, they did a nice job of making them take those tough shots. And, um, you know, they were able to get those stops. So Eddie Gill, who is with us, man, Nee Smith, he was huge on Monday night, certainly. Um, can he be – a, I'm going to say a defensive stopper because nobody's going to stop anybody, but can he be somebody you can lean on to get you at least some defensive stops and maybe be the best defensive player on this team? Because there were moments in that game on Monday he looked like that, and then when he gives you some offense, that's even more because you know you're going to get the energy on both ends. Yeah, I think he's definitely that guy. Um, and, and you know, he can guard one through four because of, because of the size, and especially with modern-day basketball, these Four, these four men aren't, aren't you know, back in the day fours. 
Uh, and shoot, we saw him play uh, goal and guard Joel Embiid for half a quarter in Philly. So, yep. <laughs> so yep. we, we saw him battle with him. So he's definitely that that type of guy. And then in, in this this game against the Celtics, I believe he had ten points in the fourth quarter. So he's more than capable offensively. He's not just a, a defensive, you know. Well, he is a defensive minded guy, but he's not only a defensive guy. He's he's done really well. He's shooting the three ball extremely well. He drives out of that corner well. So he's doing a lot of damage offensively as well. Um, uh, he, he definitely can be your, your stopper if it's just playing one-on-one defense. I, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Uh, first time out in that win, we, we didn't see Damian Lillard. Um, we saw Damian Lillard last night, and he fits the mold there like you thought he would when he ended up in Milwaukee. What type of challenge is he going to pre- present tomorrow afternoon to this Pacers team and their defense? Yeah, significant one. If, he, if he's got the three ball going the way he, the way he – plenty capable of and, and has where he's shooting it from, from 30, 35 feet away. That's a lot of space to cover. Uh, the one other concern that you have with him, along with Giannis, is they will put you in foul trouble pretty quickly. They, put the, they get their team in the bonus. And if, if he gets there, he's shooting 90% or better from the line, so he's going to get there and make them. So you start thinking about you know late game, tight game situation. He's a, a significant challenge there. Um, you just got to guard him all over the floor as soon as he crosses half court. So that just increases the space for their three-point shooters. They got Brooke Lopez out there, seven one, seven two. He's shooting it from the hash mark. So there's just a lot of space to cover when, when you're dealing with this team. Um, if anybody except for Giannis has the basketball, um, you know, if he has it, you, you got to you try to pack the paint, but you still got to close out to those perimeter shooters. So um, they're still trying to figure out, you know, how those guys play together, how to, you know, jive with Chris Middleton as well. Yeah. Um, he's an all-star caliber player, you know, a couple seasons ago, and um, but I think that I think they're finding their way. You know, there's a lot of, about you know their struggle, this, that, and other. But I'm if I'm pretty sure they're like 16 and five, so they're not doing too bad. <laughs> I keep thinking this. I keep thinking at some point they're they're going to come to the realization that they may have been better off with Holiday over Lillard. Yeah. I don't know when that they time did. is going to be, but I'm I'm just I, I'm guessing that's coming. There's an argument for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, uh, but there's also you know, you, you talk about how good Damian Lillard is offensively. There's you know it's an argument to say that they're slightly better, uh, but defensively they, they they definitely took a step backwards. Um, and 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 honestly, when when Giannis and, and Chris Middleton were, were if they didn't play on a given night and Drew was out there, you would, would easily see him go and put thirty and ten on the board. So he was <laughs> he's a guy who's plenty capable offensively. He just took a step backwards or take a take a step back you know, in terms of his own personal offense and and, and uh, productivity to let those other guys get off. But um, defensively, they definitely took a step back. And when you start talking about playoffs and championship aspirations, you know, that's where it really started making a difference. Here's Eddie Gill. He's got the radio broadcast with Mark and Pat coming up tomorrow. Again, that pregame show is at 4.30. I'm assuming that you have thoroughly enjoyed this in-season tournament as the Pacers and the fan base has. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Coming into it, there was some uncertainty, a lot like, you know, when they implemented the whole play-in scenarios at at the end of the season was some uncertainty there. That's proved to be um, an added bonus, especially from a fan perspective. Um, And I think this this has the same type of feel for for games that have a heightened sense of urgency early on in the season. So I would say – you know, mission accomplished if you're if you're the NBA and and, and Adam Silver. Yeah, and uh, Tyrese Halliburton shine brightly. I, I thought really, 
it was an introduction, a reintroduction, if you will, to this franchise, to a lot of those nationally that cover the NBA and a lot of those NBA fans that probably haven't seen anything about what was going on here in a number of years were reintroduced to that. I thought in a good way for the Pacers on Monday night. Yeah, for sure. And he's uh, he had a hell of a November, um, and he's kept that going here early on in December. So he himself personally was getting some national recognition. And, and with that, you know, people start looking at the team and, and how they play and, and the, their the ability to score. So it's great to see the entire franchise get some national love here lately. All right, 4.30 tomorrow. What is that, um, One thirty in the afternoon? Is that what time you guys hit the air out there and 2 o'clock is the tip in Vegas? That sounds right. I'm sure I'll be there. I'm, I'm trying to work on my story for you. That's what I'm really. No, I will. I mean, just say, hey, man, I, I can't. Just come drag assing in later on tonight, right? A couple hours of sleep out there. I know you. You probably you know brought your best suits out there, a little bow tie action, right? Sitting at the blackjack table or something like that. I, I want to see you in a picture with Boyle, like like uh, coming down the escalator, like Rain Man. You know what I mean? And oh, Rain yeah. Man right there. Yeah. You guys aside, a little video. I'll see if we can get a little uh, little hangover scene over the mattress on top of <laughs> on the top of the wall door for something. <laughs> <laughs> are you where are you guys staying? Yeah, at the at the wall door. Ah, all right. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't suck. No, 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 no. It's it, it's cool. So it, it is too. No, I, I think it's been fun and I it, it's been this has been a really, really good thing for this Pacer team, this Pacer franchise. And honestly, they have a level of expectations in my book right now, Eddie, that I didn't know at the beginning of last year that we were going to be close to at this point. That's a good thing. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have those expectations jump and responsibility, and you know these young guys are, are answering the call. You got it, Eddie. I appreciate that. Obviously, we'll be listing tomorrow, 4.30. You guys are underway. I appreciate you. Sounds good. Have a good one. Thank you. It's uh, Eddie Gill right there on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Highline.